Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 425 Show, your place to be for all things real estate and lifestyle related here on the East Side. I'm your host, Nicole Mangina with Windermere Real Estate. It is April, it's sunny, it's spring, life is good. Uh, <laughs> On so many levels. Short and sweet, just the way you like exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Things are starting to come back. It's fascinating, right? When you're out and about, there's like actual traffic, which, you know, I don't love the traffic, but I appreciate what it stands for now more than I think I did before, because it means we're able to get out and about and participate in the world and hopefully see some people. So there you go. For this short period of time, I'm going to be super grateful for traffic. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> Your real estate update for the week. Buyers out there, when you are choosing an agent, have your agent share with you their strategy for presenting your offer because it makes a difference. I had this happen last week uh, on one of my listings, which I always think is fascinating. And I work with buyers and sellers. I don't work with buyers and sellers on the same property because I think that gets a little weird and the waters get muddied. But one of the fascinating things is, is, you know, when I'm working with sellers, I can see how those offers are presented, which then allows me to better serve my own buyers because I kind of know the lay of the land. Uh, I had a listing last week. We had offers come in. There was one, one of the offers that came in was actually a lovely offer. Didn't hear boo from the agent. Email shoves up in my inbox no like call afterwards, no confirmation, no cover letter, just boom, here's a PDF. And then I happen to call the agent because we did not go with them. Um, part of it is, is because, and then all I got, then I got a call afterwards, you know, hey, uh, how, co how come you didn't take our offer? Well, there were lots of different reasons, but communication is a big, big factor in all of that. You know, when you don't hear from somebody, you're like, oh, are these buyers really into this? Do we really want to, you know, hang out with these buyers for the next 30 days? We're not even getting communication today on the, the day they're trying to get this property. So um, to be successful in any market, but especially a fast paced one, like we are experiencing right now, where you are likely competing, you're probably not the only offer on the property. It's critical. I have an eight point process that I go through um, before the offers are due, when the offers are being submitted, and on that offer review day to make sure that I'm in touch with that agent, they understand how much my buyer likes the property, why they would be the perfect person to work with, why it would be in the agent's best interest and the seller's best interest to work with my buyer. Those points of communication go really far in helping people be successful with getting their properties. So that is my words of wisdom, advice, and just all around plea to buyers, make sure you hire a good agent that has these systems in place. It'll help you be more successful. If you have real estate on the brain, buyer or seller, and you want to know more about the local market, I invite you to reach out. You can always find me via email, Nicole at NicoleMangina.com. I, I have a question. I have a question. Yes. Up down yes. you in the front row. Yes. Benny, you have a question. That's yes. what I want. Okay. So <laughs> with that storyline, it's almost a uh, very considerate of, of replying back. It's a courteous thing to do. Yes. Similar to like maybe holding the door. Right. Exactly. For someone. I mean, you're always going to remember that and it's going to be a talk right. for a minute. So why wouldn't you respond? I mean, I think it would be a good thing to do that. Exactly. So, so thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome. So, 
Yes. And with that, we have our guest today, the amazingly awesome Catherine Curley of Community Loaves. I'm so excited to have you on the show. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. To be here. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, back at you, Nicole. You are the amazing one. Oh, thank you. How lucky people are to have your wisdom that you share about the East Side and the real estate market in such a lovely, informative way. Thank you. I yeah. greatly appreciate that. Yay. Um, let's talk bread. You, um, you truly are an amazing human being. And this is such a beautiful story that I want to share today and also just opportunity for people, you know. There's always times of need. COVID presented some huge ones and you stepped up in such a unique and beautiful way. And it grew from this, like, this could be cool idea into like a really big deal. <laughs> like a oh. movement of some kind, right? It is. <laughs> I have dreams of loaves flying through the air. <laughs> I would imagine you have dreams about bread. Um, so I suppose, first of all, what is Community Loaves? For the people out there listening that haven't heard of this before, what is Community Loaves? Yeah, um, well, um, it is a bread giving movement, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. And it is home-based, currently quarantine bakers, but I think there's an evergreen quality to this, who um, volunteer to bake a very specific, nutritious, um, whole grain sandwich loaf, mm -hmm. um, the community loaves formula, and then through a relay race to geograph to um, hubs that are geographically close to them, they sure. take their loaves there, and then those loaves get transported to uh, food banks. Um, so they go straight into the emergency food system. Um, we started with um, our first donation, <laughs> Nicole, was April 27th. So we're coming up on a one-year anniversary. Oh, my goodness. Right? So it was April 27th. I donated. with it, was, it wasn't just all my work. I had friends who had helped me. We had worked on our formula. I walked in with 19 loaves. Okay? That's um, amazing. On that day, 19 loaves to a food bank, our very own Hope Link Kirkland Food Bank. I walked mm -hmm. with these 19 loaves. I think they were a little underwhelmed, which is right, because at that time they were working with um, a thousand households a week that were needing a thousand clients a week that needed sure. um, food. Um, but uh, with our last donation, we have now donated 20 thousand eight hundred loaves into the emergency emergency food system so wow i think we figured out how to scale and how to grow yeah um, um and be a partner with these food banks yeah oh my goodness that's that's mind-blowingly amazing right yeah. the impact that you're able to have on the community um and but I, and we're gonna that's what we're gonna talk about during the show it's as with a lot of things about so much more than the bread, right? Like you need a book now, right? It's like, it's chicken soup for the soul book. You need to write about like, right. it's, it's about more than the bread or something. Right. <laughs> it really is about more than the bread. The, the wide variety of people that engage and connect with this project mm -hmm. um, 
project initiative movement. I'm not entirely sure what we call it, right? But the number, the where they come from, the stories that they have to tell for why this is meaningful to them mm -hmm. is so varied. Everything from um, high school age kiddos who just are looking for ways to get their community service credits in and hours yeah. to um, a families that have connected via Zoom and are baking bread together. We have a family, we have a, um, a retired gentleman on Mercer Island whose daughters, one's in Capitol Hill and one is on Finney. And on bake day, they bake together via Zoom to make oh loaves for, for the nonprofit. To those, um, you know, food banks had a lot of volunteers. It takes a lot of volunteers to run a food bank. Mm -hmm. And in the time of the pandemic, the, the volunteers weren't allowed to do the work that they were doing. They weren't allowed to come in. And so some of our bakers have turned to be you know, displaced food bank volunteers, right? Who wanted something to do, who felt the same need to contribute. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, and a little bit of background. You are a bread master. It feels like there should Ooh. be a for that. <laughs> you are. <laughs> like, this is your passion. I mean, you you are a baker by, I don't know, trade, but passion. Like, this is your thing. Yeah. Um, specifically bread baking. So I think it's such a beautiful evolution of you were so passionate about bread baking to begin with. Right. And COVID happened. And it was funny, I have to admit, you know, and one of your options is a sourdough starter. At the beginning of COVID, I was like, oh, I should make sourdough bread. And then I thought, oh, geez, what am I going to do with this thing? Right. I'll make my two loaves and then I'll move on. And have, I don't know. I'll just have right. throw it all right. over the place in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> so you figured out a way to harness what people already wanted to do and give them an outlet for it other than, you know, I'm going to bake some bread. Maybe I'll make two or now I've made six loaves of bread and maybe I don't need to eat six loaves. And right. <laughs> there, um, um, we can't underestimate the motivation of self-preservation. Yes. People, people who have discovered baking in the time uh -huh. of pandemic um, didn't necessarily, don't necessarily want to eat all of that bread, <laughs> all of that bread. Um, and so we do have a few people who are like, oh, this is a great, this is a great matchup. <laughs> this is the ultimate matchup I get to do. I get to bake. I have aromatherapy in my home. Maybe I keep one loaf, but we donate three back into the, um, to the food bank. And that's actually how it's set up, right? Because yep. if somebody wants to bake, like you said, they get the recipe. How does it work? Like, yeah, if I wanted to go bake today, how, how do I get set up? And what does that look like? Do I have to go to the store and buy stuff or what works? How does it work? Oh, yeah, that's so it's a great question. So it um, here, are the, here are the steps. If okay. you think this project is one that you would like to do, and we hope you do because the need is still really large out there. And even though I'm thrilled that we are donating a couple thousand loaves now with each of our donation cycles, it doesn't actually, um, it hardly registers to the demand for the loaves. So we work now with 15 food banks in the Puget Sound area and mm -hmm. a few in Oregon. And the need, the client load of those banks is about 16,000 a week. 
Okay, so that's how many people. So here's the need up here and here's our 2000 loaves. So we've got some room to grow. So everybody is welcome to this table. Welcome into the kitchen to bake with us. Um, we, would, we would definitely, we've not topped out um, um, on, this, on this project. But if you think this is something that you're interested in, all you have to do is go to our website, communityloaves.org. You sign up for an information session. It's compulsory. Everybody signs up for an information session. That's when we are going to, in a Zoom call, share the specifics of how the program works. Mm -hmm. And if it's, a, if it's a good match, we recognize it's not one size fits all in terms of where we give our volunteer time. But if it's a match, you'll sign up for the volunteer network. Mm -hmm. And then you'll download the recipes. You'll be connected with the geographic hub like we have two hubs here in Kirkland, actually three hubs here in Kirkland. Ballard has two hubs, Bellingham has three hubs. You know, we have Bellevue hub, we have a Redmond hub. So we really covered in the, in the east side Issaquah. So you choose the ge geographic hub that is perfect for you. Mm -hmm. And then you start baking and you donate and you bake. Um, we donate twice a month, the first and third Sundays of the month, always. But we donate the first and third Sundays of every um, month. Great. So once you made your, made your bread on that Sunday, you take your bread to your hub, mm -hmm. right? Along with all the other bakers in that hub. And then transport is arranged from the hub to the food bank. If you're in Issaquah, it goes to the Issaquah Food Bank. If you are in um, Redmond and Bellevue and Kirkland, that we're currently supporting the Hope Lincoln Kirkland. Um, mm -hmm. And if you're in Everett, it goes to a different um, food bank. So uh, we try to keep the bread local to the community that is baking the bread, um, um, the members that are making the bread. So awesome. we still keep retain that connection. But that's that's easy to get the supplies. Oh, you asked about that. Yeah. Um, we, our formula, our bread formula is really quite intentional, okay? From a public health perspective, we're trying to bring into the emergency food system a sandwich loaf that has a high percentage of whole grains. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we use flour that supports uh, Washington local farmers. Love it. Flour that has been milled right up here in the Skagit. We're very fortunate to have two mills, Fairhaven and Cairn Spring Mills. Um, that are, um, and they're, it's minimally processed, there's no glyphosate, often the flowers we're using are organic. So those are the flowers that are going into this sandwich loaf. And they're, um, and plus a little honey and some oatmeal and some olive oil. It's a delicious loaf, which is one of the reasons why our volunteers um, don't have any problem baking these loaves and they do like keeping one and they mm -hmm. enjoy that throughout the week. And then they give, they give three away. Those materials we actually make available to our bakers, the flour specifically at a, a, a reduced from retail price um, because they're often using them just for um, the volunteer effort. But uh, but they don't have to. The flour they can use for whatever. They're buying the flour themselves and they buy packaging. We package all of our bread. I don't, I don't actually have a loaf with me, which is kind of silly, but all of our um, loaves get packaged with a ingredient label. So the 
um, the clients at the food bank know exactly what's in them. I love it. I, yeah. And it, it does not surprise me at all that you put all this together because you're just so, I mean, you took, like I said, just this <laughs> idea and you have really systematized it and turned it into something that's scalable. And then also you have different, people can jump in, right? At whatever works for them. If, if you want to bake, great. If you want to just be the place where people drop stuff off, you can do that. You can just donate money right? and, you know, drive things around. So there's lots of different opportunities for people to participate. It takes a lot to do this. Excuse me. Bless you. <laughs> bless you. Bless you. We, so, so to date, we have a little over 900 registered volunteers. Okay. They do not all bake with each donation cycle. So that's one level. They, they engage when it works for them. Mm -hmm. But in addition to baking, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. You can, you could be a driver and help get materials from point A to point B. You can be a flour repackager. We bring in 50 pound bags of flour from the Skagit and we break that down into five pound bags. Mm -hmm. to to support our um, bakers. I now have a communications um, volunteer team, as an example, all individuals who want to share their talents so, um, towards what we're doing. And mm -hmm. whenever I hear or learn uh, about somebody who would like to give more, right, of their time to us, we just try to find a way for them to do that. Uh, so there are a lot of ways that you can, con that people can contribute for sure. I just, I think this is so great. And I, you know, anytime you can have something homemade, there's mm -hmm. something about it, right? So I think even for the people on the receiving end to be receiving, uh, you know, there's the nutritional value of it, but to receive homemade bread. Right. It doesn't really get any better than that. It doesn't. Uh, this is so fun. I don't know if you saw this video, but this was captured at Hooplink Shoreline the, on, on donation day. It was a Sunday. Okay. Um, Hooplink isn't open on Sunday, but they're open by volunteer, via volunteers to receive our, do, our bread donation. Oh, sure. They're not open to clients. And yet a client knew... <laughs> and swung by and she was so afraid that there wouldn't be bread the next day that they would like would, would run out fast and she liked our loaves so much that she swung by to say could I get my loaf now um which was adorable and and they actually gave her two loaves which was which was super sweet so um, people do like these, do like this bread a lot. And it is from the heart. So you're giving something from your heart. It's tactical. Um, it feels like you're doing something. We need to write checks. We need to help our nonprofit organizations out there. We need to do those kinds of things. This is not necessarily a replacement for those other acts of giving and kindness. But what it is, is a way for you to maybe feel a little bit more connected to, um, to, uh, a, um, to a gift, mm -hmm. to, a, to, a, a, to an act where you're, where you're doing something. It helps you pass time. And I just love knowing, um, so sad, this was donation weekend, just here with this Easter weekend. And on Saturday is when bakers bake. Mm -hmm. they bake on Saturday, they package it up on Sunday, it goes off 
to its little relay race. Mm-hmm. And I, when I imagine 400, 500 bakers on that Saturday, because even though we have 900 in the network, they're not all baking, say half of them are. Mm-hmm. But when I imagine all kitchens and all these different homes all doing the same thing, it just, it just warms my heart. It's just really thrilling. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the beautiful things that came out of this last year as all of our schedules opened up immensely. Um, you know, like you said, the checks are important. They will continue yeah. to be important, right? That's the money part's always there and will always be there. But, you know, it can be a little desensitizing too, right? You write your check and you just carry off on your life. Yeah. Yeah. To actually like really be involved and physically do something. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's a way better feeling than writing a check, you know, no matter how big the check is, you know, physically doing something and participating and connecting with people. Yep. It's different. Yep, it can be. And in this time of COVID, which thankfully is lighting up, and I'm going to try to have some gratitude for the traffic. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I'm there yet. But um, I, in the time of COVID, especially when this started, it got people out of their homes at least. Yeah to drop off their bread from point A to B. Of course, it was always socially distanced and always very, very safe, but um, you, it, it gave you a reason to get out. Yeah. And maybe talk to somebody, even if you were six feet you know, apart and masked, but you could compare notes on how that bread, how that bread uh, bake went. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's fun to see like, to have it just pop up in life. I remember it was back in December. I was showing a piece of property to a client of mine and older gal widowed, you know, had a big family at one time, but now everybody's grown and gone. And we looked at this condo and then she said, Oh, you know, I'm off, I'm off to bake cookies. There's like this organization out there and you know, we're doing cookies. I'm like, I think I know what you're talking uh, about. Right? Right? Right. I know you guys did that. Yeah. The holidays. And I just thought this is so Perfect. This is someone who has done this, you know, for years and years for her family. Now, you know, she can't really go out because nobody's going anywhere, especially during the holidays. We were still locked down and she could still have this great experience that she probably has great memories of, you know, baking cookies for the holidays and now has something wonderful she can do with them. Right. She has an outlet. And I can tell you there's probably no more grateful recipient than those that were at the food bank. We packaged those darn cookies as little gift boxes. Mm -hmm. So they were really, they were really special and it did make me feel good that we might provide some small bit of joy or happiness for people who are facing really some uncomfortable times. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if you're just tuning in today, we have Catherine Curley on the show with us. She is the founder of Community Loaves. Just, you called it a movement. It is. It is. Um, Bread movement, baby. Yes. A baby bread. We're pro-gluten around here. Uh, you know, <laughs> okay. I think really most people are, you know, we all talk about how we're gluten-free, but yeah. at the end of the day, carbs we're are- pro- I want to say we're pro-good gluten. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just got to go there. <laughs> I think so. I think so. 
but I think it's so wonderful the way you, like I said, just, just watch it grow exponentially. You've been on the Today Show. I mean, like this has garnered national attention. Yeah, um, it just struck a chord with so many people. And, and baking is therapy in and of itself. It's therapeutic. Yeah. It, there's a, a storied history. My grandmother baked and gave. Yeah. Um, it's part of my gene pool, but it's not unique. It's something that um, we all share. And when you receive, when you bake, you bake from the heart. When you receive somebody else's uh, um, baked good, you know the time that went into that. You know the intent. Um, and uh, so it's, um, it's cool to think that we might be able to use this network as a um, a lasting piece of something that came out of COVID as a way to provide some support to our beleaguered um, food banks um, with something that's healthy and nutritious and comes from the heart, fresh, right? All those yeah. things. So we're hopeful that um, we'll be able to be of support for a while. Yeah. I think it's great. I think you've definitely got momentum on your side. <laughs> <laughs> My, but, yeah. Perfect. And again, you don't, if you're out there listening and you'd like to be involved, if you are a baker, fabulous, the more bread, the better. But if you just want to be involved, there's lots of different ways. Um, you can certainly reach out to them, communityloaves.org, and they will find a way to harness your talents and put you right. to work. Most, definitely. Thank you for joining us, everybody. We so appreciate you listening. Again, Catherine Curley, communityloves.org. Go check it out. You might find out you have an inner baker that you never knew was there. Um, and what's better than fresh baked bread? So say that 10 times fast. Oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We'll have links to everything on our website after the show as well. NicoleMangina.com forward slash podcast. Have a great week and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.